0: hello welcome to fountain pen and Stationery, season three episode 10 this is one of your hosts colin speaking
1: well someone's starting with a really calm voice today
0: (laughs) i want to try to bring as much of the uh, podcasty voice as i can try to muster
1: all right all right Uh, this is frank (laughs) speaking (laughs) how you doing frank i'm doing fine um got the uh encroachment issue with my property but other than one i'm fine i'm fine how are you doing
0: encroachment issue i've got a bunch of i've been very busy
1: <laughs> yeah from the from your early rent yeah it sounds like your life is uh fairly eventful lately
0: yeah well there's lots of un, un, unnamed events um how home maintenance takes up a lot of effort i can say that much
1: <laughs> really yeah
0: but Beyond it, whatever.
1: Yeah. All right. Wait. Home maintenance. Your place is new.
0: Yes, but no matter what, it doesn't matter if it's old or new. If it's new, you have to fix things that should have been done when they were built. If it's old, you have to fix things that have broken. It doesn't matter. You still have to do something.
1: Yeah. After a year, everything will settle down. Wait. Sorry. Being a year, things are still breaking. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, all right. Doesn't matter. All right. You got to take care of it. Yeah. Anyway, so let's start with today's fountain pen show. Um, before we start, let's just say out some inf- basic information. Our website, our podcast is of course fountain pen and stationary. We can be reached at fountain pen stationary. At gmail.com. There's no and. Fountain pen at gmail.com. And uh, our website is fountain pen and Again, that's fountain pen and stationary.com. If you feel like it, leave a comment there, or you can just message us through email, or you can just leave a uh, feedback. Yeah, yeah. Well, ideally a positive review on our <laughs> iTunes review. And with that being said, Here is our first topic for the day. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not sure you know this. Maybe some people didn't know this. I'm sure Collins also didn't know this. Um, What the heck happened here?
0: In your document?
1: Yes. Uh, There's something really weird with this link that I posted. But anyway. It's okay. It works. The link still works. The word is all jumbled up for some reason. Uh, Whatever. It's all right. Anyway, the the new fountain pen, they were made in Russia, which is something that I did not know about.
0: Yeah, I didn't know either.
1: But apparently, um, due to the Russian war, they moved to Armenia for both, I guess, uh, ideological reasons and possibly some commercial reasons. Mm -hmm. But regardless...
0: Something tells me if they continue to operate in Russia they would not be able to sell much.
1: Well, yeah, there's also... Distribution. Apparently, a lot of people, from what my understanding is, there's a lot of people in Russia that moved to Armenia that wasn't happy with how the entire event played out. So, Yeah. Well, props to them for moving because, of course, it's not... (laughs) <laughs> not just your <their laughs> life right your entire production line your entire life had to move so hey props to them and uh, they have new. they they finally restarting the shipping fountain pens nice yep which is great um, so to bring that up there is one of the new, new pen that I think is kind of hidden in the description of it but if you click on the link I think this is, what, the gold spot link?
0: Yeah, so it's the Bennu Talisman Fountain Pen in Shooting Star. <laughs> um, yep. It's, you know, Bennu pens have always been one of those interesting ones to me where they're like... I personally have not seen one in person. Have you, Frank? I have not. They look really good, but I don't know... Because they, they're cl- clearly like a semi-transparent uh, 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 resin, right? There's some, there's some trick of the light that's being played on with the camera and stuff. So I don't know what it's going to look like in person, but they look like they would look really good in
1: person. They look really flashy in pictures, of yes. course. But I, that's one of the side effects when you flash a light on there, right? So yeah. a lot of times in person, you should probably look better. Um. I mean, I'd, basically,
0: it's they've suspended uh, like particles in the resin, like sprinkles, and um,
1: yeah, and I, this one is star shape. I think yeah, the, the service has stars and the stuff. No, but what you didn't notice on these pictures, of course, is that the actual pen is glow in yes. the dark.
0: Yes, at the like the the tips. The the ends of the pen glow yes, in the dark.
1: The two ends, then, is slightly mentioned, but for some reason, the uh, most of the official pictures doesn't show that. So one of the redditors decided to uh, post a picture of it, and the, the glow in the dark is actually looks really nice.
0: Is there? Do you have a better picture other than the one at the very end of that? Or oh, is that the one you just sent? Okay, there it is. So these are already out, and people are, ooh, wow, that is that is way better than their, their product photo. <laughs> yep, right? G- granted, I, I have some familiarity with uh, uh, Loom, and I mean, that could be just right after charging it with a UV light, and then it'll decrease pretty quickly after that.
1: Right, I, this one, like the picture they said, maybe just like on their normal, normal light, and it just mm-hmm. glows a little bit. And then one by the red, there's probably like full blast high intensity flashlight or UV light for like solid 20 seconds. Yeah. But it can get pretty bright.
0: You know? The human brain is a very simple thing. You you give it something that glows in the dark, and then suddenly it's like, oh my god, that's I I totally want one now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. If if you like going going the dark pants. there you go.
0: Because okay, I I come from uh, one of my other hobbies is is watches, right? And um, a watch with a really good loom is a beautiful thing. But watches can also be very expensive, and this is one hundred and thirty nine dollars, which isn't that expensive in you know in the grand in scheme. All of retrospect,
1: things, yeah. Right. Yeah. In expensive hobbies. In,
0: in, in terms of expensive hobbies, the. This is not that bad.
1: Yeah. And that looks pretty cool too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So there's that. This is the Banu Shooting Star. uh For anyone that's interested, we just want to support them as well. Go take a look. They're available on Ghost Spot. And I'm pretty sure they're available somewhere else as well.
0: Yeah. And we know that this is probably not a limited edition, or what, what do we know about that? um
1: Banu typically, no. Like they their editions, a lot of one off once it's sold off, they don't They're make done. them anymore. Yeah. yeah. They, they they produce a lot of different kinds, but they yeah, don't they really do revisits.
0: They have all different kinds of uh, acrylic designs and things. And yeah, so to
1: my understanding, Benune rarely revisits their previous designs. So
0: Well, one can only hope that they do more glow in the dark pens. <laughs> I mean, a glow-in-the-dark pen is kind of a ridiculous thing, right? Like, when are you going to ever...
1: <laughs> <laughs> when the light goes out, where do you <laughs> find your fountain pen? I mean, actually, I don't know. I'd be curious
0: if that... Number one, how long will it be that bright? Number two, if it is that bright, can you write with it in the dark?
1: I don't know. Are you asking, can you be, like, bright enough to illuminate your paper?
0: In- it's a question I have, right? And and also, in theory, it's a it's a semi translucent pen, right?
1: Right. Is there
0: not glow in the dark ink? There is. There is. There is. So, what if you did double? You put glow in the dark ink in this Bennu pen.
1: <laughs> it could work. I'm not it could sure, work. sure. I don't know it either. Work, but it could work.
0: I. Oh man, I hope this, I hope this stays available for a while because that would be a really cool thing to, to try. try. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to save this one, Frank. Dang it. All
1: right. Ah yes, yes, my goal is completed for the week.
0: You can't, you can't have this goal, Frank. Like this is dangerous.
1: <laughs> All right. Our next one. I uh, well, see this one. You want to have to uh, really buy anything? This is on the uh, Lami. Basically, Lamy is offering architecture grind for Chinese handwritings. They call it Hanzi Hanzi grind, but it is architect grind basically.
0: Okay, you meaning that a, a special nib grind for the mm-hmm. yeah. Okay.
1: However, of course, right now they only sell it in pens. Like they only sell it with a pen. Of mm-hmm. course, it's a big red dragon pen. But I mean, I'll be honest.
0: In terms of getting a Lamy Safari, the red is like classic.
1: This is really red though.
0: Is it I, sorry, this is this might be a this might be something that I have to get context with you from. Is this more red than their standard red?
1: I look at it right. Now, one second. <laughs> Cuz I mean, mm, I would say it's about the same. Maybe a little bit brighter based on the image. Right. I would say it's a little bit brighter.
0: I mean, and I guess the clip is black rather than the yeah. standard silver. So it, it, it is that different. But, I mean, then you also get their their special nib, which yes, is also their, interesting. Their,
1: their Hanzu nib, which is architect slash Nakitaka Toki nib. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe PENBBS start offering that too. So you oh. we do see like a, a general larger offers for architect grind or Chinese grind, Chinese Hanzi, Chinese, Han, Chinese Kanji grind, mm-hmm. which is nice. Oh, I just looked at PENBBS. This is kind of sad because of lockdown issue in Shanghai, we're not able to do shipping before lockdown ends. We'll reopen the store and go back to work.
0: Oh, no. That's that's a shame
1: Yeah The model 456 With golden trims And pen of the year Of Tiger Will be released This year So it's delayed But it will still Be released
0: <laughs> Yeah
1: Yeah Hopefully Hopefully everyone Can get out soon It's, it's pretty bad There right now So Yeah Alright Next topic Ba 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 ba
0: I am really happy to see that, you know, these special nib types are becoming much more accessible now.
1: Yeah, and I'm kind of surprised a Lami of all people, picked it up, <laughs> really. Like, I don't really recall Alami does any kind of specialty nib. Yeah, they don't.
0: This. It's You either get a standard one or a stub nib, and that's kind of what they give you. Yeah,
1: and so I guess there's just a big enough market now. For Lamy to pick up that kind of grind, I mean, I guess so. I mean, yeah. it definitely
0: makes it a little special. Do you? Do we know if these will be available in the US?
1: Um, they are currently only limited to Chinese only. Hmm. I'm wishing very hard that they will become available in the US soon, so that everyone can try it. Yeah. Maybe I'll get one just for like a everyday pen as well.
0: Ooh, but another Lamy. Hmm. What's happening, Frank?
1: <laughs> it's called, I realize I need more. Uh. Semi disposable pens at work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's due to we have more and more new people coming in, and I need to swap out the more expensive one with the less fancy ones.
0: I mean, you know, you can just have a couple G2s for other people to use, and then you keep the nice ones to yourself.
1: Yeah, I know. But the issue is when it's laying on the ground, lay on the floor, so, not on the floor, sorry, lay on the desk, sometimes people just pick it up and uh, will try to ride with it.
0: I mean, I don't know. I that would not be good pen etiquette for me.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it depends on the person. Fair some enough. people are just social idiots. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. All right, next topic. Um, this is about um. I guess tempering expectations. Okay. Basically, um, I think... What's the best way I'm going to say? I think I ran into an issue like this before too, when I first started. Well, I mean, not I really ran into this issue, I thought there was a better way to solve it. But honestly, I don't think there is. It's basically trying to get a really smooth rider out of an extra fine nib. Uh, uh Yeah. Like, I don't, like, to me, understand there is resistance, right? But I, I still try to get as smooth as possible, which I think at some point you just gotta understand that the, uh, due to the, uh, the amount of pressure that you put in one small location, the extra fine is just not going to be like glass buttery smooth on Uh, most papers and like you
0: could potentially like grind it down a little bit right but all you're actually doing is actually making it less fine (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, and
1: we have this redditor that is wants a extra fine that writes um poor paper
0: Yeah, i don't don't know
1: (laughs) i mean you know what a
0: good because i was just using a g2.5 nib Today, okay. Right? So
1: here's the thing, though. If you want it as smooth as ballpoint, as a gel ballpoint, it is very difficult because the entire point of gel ballpoint is that it has a tiny roller ball. Yes. At the tip.
0: Yes. I mean, it it literally rolls because, yes. and so that will so, decrease the amount of friction happening.
1: Correct. It it won't be as little as. Like a median or broad fountain pen that you can just write by, based on the gravity alone, uh, is certainly smoother than the extra fine fountain pen, which with a very, very, very limited—well, I won't say extra fine. I was a needle point, well, extra fine too—a fountain pen with a very limited amount of surface area to touch the paper. So,
0: I guess what I was trying to say though was that I was using a a 0.5, I think it was a 0.5 G2 pen. And it wasn't exactly buttery smooth either, right? It is pretty darn sharp, and it does cut into the paper a
1: little bit. 0.5 does. .7s I think, uh, yeah, that's right. I use 0.7 on work now because she only bought 0.7. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I complain a little bit for that, but regardless, <laughs> it's okay. 0.7 is smooth. 0.5 is a little bit sharp. And if you use like the Pilot uh, High Tech 0.4 and 0.38, yeah those are those are are actually pretty sharp too so like even i would say even
0: in a gel pen at 0.5 it's not exactly that smooth either so you're kind of playing around with like
1: you're trying to find basics
0: (laughs) or it's possible i mean it is possible that you just have to learn how to put literally no pressure down and just like lightly touch the surface of the paper somehow i don't know Right? Because it, it is a function of the amount of pressure and weight that's being applied to the tip.
1: Yeah, but he also wants on the cheap paper.
0: Yeah. See that's we're yeah. just
1: gonna get caught on the paper fibers.
0: Right. Yeah, I've tried to use a <laughs> needle a needle point on less than adequate paper and it just tears it up. Yeah, so I can't do it.
1: Yeah, so so I think uh general we should just kind of Temper expectation and knows a little bit. Knows a little bit about fountain pens in general. I mean, um our hobby is not. It is not a universal, I would say, usage. Even though we try to use it no, as much as it possible,
0: is, it is not. Yeah, it's it's a fun hobby that you use to increase the writing experience uh, and make it more enjoyable if you want to write.
1: Right, but you don't have to be tied to it. No, you don't. But I mean,
0: I, I feel like that's again a part of the journey, right? Like i i remember when you started and I started. We—you had a lot of EF nibs or a lot of F nibs, um, I and a lot I, of fine nibs. And I remember, um, you were trying to look at um, sheening on the extra fine nib. It just
1: doesn't could happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, it happened on like one nib, but that one nib is over-tuned for uh, ink capacity. Basically, I write down like a tiny little lake, <laughs> a tiny <laughs> little river on
0: the paper. You, you form a very fine but deep lake of ink. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. And so eventually, if you want to see the ink qualities and you want to have the smoother writing experience, you'll eventually increase the size of your nib. Correct. Um,
1: and well, even now I'm I, I venturing into broad nibs, buddy. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> wow, I don't, I don't have very many broad nibs to play with. I really do need to grab some.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, like, I'm debating whether the uh, the sailor one I was thinking about getting whether I should get broad one or not. So. Hmm. Yeah, even though technically most people say that if you get broad, it kind of defeat the purpose of having a cylinder nib because it defeats the uh the feedback. But
0: oh, I can see.
1: Mm.
0: I don't know. Mm. I think I might pull a lamy broad. Possibly. Awesome. I mean, it it would be like fifteen bucks for the nib and then I can just play around with it. I
1: don't think really <laughs> I have a lamy broad,
0: yeah. Yeah, but yeah, if you just want a smooth writing experience, I don't know. I think a, a Lamy Fine is pretty darn smooth for me. I remember really liking that. It's not an EF, but, it, you know, it's close.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, just, just just know what you're getting into, basically. Okay, Um, next one. Actually, uh, I also kind of fall into uh, temporary expectations.
0: <laughs> that's that's the name of the episode tempering expectations i
1: guess yeah <laughs> it's I, life is full of disappointments lately yeah life, us... life,
0: life is pain and suffering you're only <laughs> learning how to temper your expectations that is that is that is the li- life lesson of adulthood
1: <laughs> oh man that sounds so grim today
0: <laughs> all right what expectations do i have to temper frank
1: well, this is regarding to the uh, Tomoe paper, the Sunson edition. Okay. It is out. Some people have their hands on it. The reviews so far aren't very positive.
0: So it is not like old Tomoe.
1: So... I think the best way for me to say it is that if they sell this as a completely different product, it will be fine.
0: Meaning that, like, if they just named it something else,
1: yes, even name it something else. But since they're carrying this with the Moy paper name, now people are trying to compare it to the old Moy paper,
0: right? And that's really easy to do cuz people just have old stock and you just write on it and you can see right. the
1: difference. And people doesn't like it. <laughs> uh, it has more feedback supposedly, It's more coarse. Okay. It sheens a little bit less. So I mean
0: the sheening less part is going to be the big is going to be the big problem, right? Cuz
1: how's all the more feedback? But I mean
0: I can tell you, as you know, when I first started, the whole point of getting Tomoe is to see the sheen, right?
1: Right. Well, there's also the shading, too. It shades fairly well as well. Yes.
0: Like, anything that requires you to have, like, different pools of ink on the paper, like, that's what Tomoe is for. Yeah. So, if it was able to do that, you know... Yeah, of so. similar of similar quality, it would have probably been fine. but if you're telling me it doesn't sheen as well, then yeah, no, there's no point
1: <laughs> it It just does everything a little bit less than the war fifty two yeah, but I think the sixty eight is still re- readily available, so mm-hmm. most people probably just have to uh resort to the sixty eight instead y-
0: you know what you know what sucks about this, though? So I moved houses a, a a lot recently. Um I don't know where my 52 Tomo is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it went. <laughs> it's somewhere. Oh, but I might, who knows? I might have lost it. I have Are no idea. Is your
1: stack of 52 or just your one notebook of 52? My
0: I have a notebook of 52. Uh I think I used that for the testing. Um okay. but m- like my stack of like larger than 8x11, I forget what the size is, but like 8x11, like super, yeah, I think it might have been A4, uh, they only,
1: they only saw an like A4, and A5, so A4.
0: So A4, like 52, Tomoe, like, un, like just blank sheets, like they were, I mm-hmm. missed those, I don't know where they went. <laughs> okay. Might be well, worth hopefully a
1: lot now. fun is, um, well, after the review, after some of the review come out, maybe, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna try to get it, but, Honestly, the shipping from Yamato paper is a bit on the expensive side. It's thirty bucks to ship fifty dollars worth of paper. Oh my goodness! Maybe <laughs> that's why I asked you do you want to do a group buy? But I know your current situation, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot, man. It's thirty it's bucks for fifty, lot. fifty-five. I think fifty-five dollars worth of paper. Oh my god! It's from Japan, and paper is heavy. Those those two understand. Yes But uh, It sucks It really sucks
0: Yeah It'll be available At some point Right so Or like It'll be more readily Available at some point I
1: think As time goes on We will eventually Have More people carrying Because currently Right now It's just Yamato Mm -hmm. And that's it So We'll see We'll see Yeah our, our final topic that is on the paper today will be on the Yosuka stationary scam. This or the chargeback scam.
0: The chargeback scam. Okay.
1: Yeah, this is kind of sad, actually. Um, I've seen this happen in some hobbies, some other hobbies of mine as well. But. Uh, I guess when you, when, you're, when the hobby gets popular enough.
0: Can you explain the chargeback scam to those who might not know what it so, is? So,
1: um, when you use credit cards, like, the credit card company typically allows you to do a chargeback if you claim you never received your goods. Right. And some other credit card company is more protective than the others. hmm Case in point, American Express, a lot of times, they, they do chargeback no question asked. and uh the issue with the uh Yosuka, uh is it yosika 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 yeah Yosuka? Uh,
0: based on the english letters used yosika yeah yeah seems like it
1: a lot of people bought um two king of pens Embenai Nakinaka, and patan Naki an izumo galaxy Okay, mm-hmm. and pilot shooting stars, which is a Yuroshi pen as well. They bought it, shipped to Canada, and while it's on the way there, the guy initiated a chargeback. A chargeback means that the credit card company decided to follow what the uh, buyer claimed and pull the money back from the seller's account. Mm-hmm. In general, this is good for buyer's protections. But at the same time, this is not friendly to the smaller size sellers, right? That is just trying to that doesn't have not much not high of a margin, basically.
0: Right, they lose the pen and they lose the money
1: all right. at the same time. Right. So, yeah, it's a fairly unfortunate situation, and uh, the pens are currently being shipped to. Quebec, Canada. Yeah, Quebec. Yeah, Quebec. So if anyone sees a lot of pilot, shooting star, Sailor, King of Pen, Ebonite, Nakinata, Platinum, Izumo, Galaxy, um, just on the watch out, on the lookout and uh see if you can want to notify uh your second stationary and see what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's
0: unfortunate.
1: And, I mean and... like if you It's going to deviate from the hobby a little bit, but if you read the shit audio story, Mm -hmm. some shit audio, the
0: uh, manufacturer of audio amps,
1: audio amps, Uh, yeah, Yeah. and the DACs, which is DAC uh, digital audio to digital to analog converters, basically a sound card, external Mm -hmm. sound card. They have people doing this chargeback stuff too, and that happens, uh, but I think. They have someone that does like that that char that that try to ship to a new to new location, new location, and then eventually try to charge money back, claiming they never received it, and try to charge your money back. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they tell the UPS to pull the uh to pull the package back, that guy intercepts the UPS transactions and make it delivered to their place.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: <laughs> so yeah, um. There's a lot of shitty people out there. Yeah, I'm like, if you...
0: Like, I understand this this stuff is expensive, right? But, like, you don't go, like, rug-pulling people that are trying to do honest business.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, and also that happened to Pimp Boutique as well, apparently. Based on the... uh, based on some of their emails. Mm-hmm. I think they lost about $10,000 worth of oh pens.
0: My oh, my God. I mean, you you lose the pen and you lose the money, so... Yeah, they lose <sighs>
1: about $10,000 worth of stuff. So, um, if you buy a secondary pens... Oh, Python um, Street pens also got hit, by the way.
0: You know, it's honestly stories like this that... I'm always afraid of doing like to sell my stuff online, if you know what I mean,
1: yeah, I mean there's always a risk right there's always a yeah. risk, but that's a kind of the beautiful thing about people in general. I wouldn't say as it progresses, but like eBay wouldn't exist if we generally does not trust each other y- yes
0: <laughs> that thats. Right? Generally true, but then you and also have rules and regulations because people sometimes can't be trusted.
1: <laughs> yes, but in general, the the uh, the online community and the secondary market that we can build back up are mostly because we most people trust each other. Most people would trust a stranger, basically. It's just one of those few black sheep is probably going to ruin the fun for everybody.
0: Right, and if you get randomly hit by one of these people. It kind of really ruins the experience. Oh, yeah.
1: And it also ruins your day or your business, too. I mean, Python's... Yeah, Python got hit as well. Um, They all shipped to Canada.
0: Yeah, I wonder... What's going on in Canada? No. Yeah, they put it down through
1: <laughs> re- shipped to Canada. It's just harder to track scams when it's across the border. Yeah,
0: internationally, right? Like, you suddenly yeah. enter a different, um, like, companies will operate differently internationally. Like, the UPS or whatever is just different there.
1: Yep, correct. And if you want to sue somebody you want to use a police force to go after someone, it's hard. It's a different jurisdiction, so you can't yeah. really do anything about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Talking oh, well. about tempering expectations and like, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, this
1: is not a uh, this is not a happy episode. This episode this is, is it. This is
0: this is this is about the pain and suffering of of life and how not everything is up to expectations, and sometimes you have to live with problems.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, there's of course always gonna be problems, right? I mean, the way I see it is. Whether you know this or not, the there. You, you just got to learn to deal with it. Yeah. Well. All right. Uh, and Well, sometimes you just got to learn to uh, accept it and move on. Like, some people are always going to be shitty. <laughs> you just got to admit that. And uh, keep that in the back of your head. But just, I wouldn't say stop trusting people. Just be a little bit high on the lookout.
0: Kind of curiously, though, have you tried to resell a
1: pen? I have not reselled a pen, but I've been mm-hmm. selling computer parts.
0: Okay, so you sold other parts. things online. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I mean, I have a ton of pens, and a lot of them don't get use. But I also like them all, so I've I've never really thought about actually selling them, but I don't know what I would actually do if I were to go and sell them.
1: Yeah, I mean... The uh, hand swap is okay. There's there's certain thresholds that need to be met, so that lower the uh, the risk of scamming a little bit to a little bit lesser degree. I Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's completely fine and not there. Yeah, of course. Just of course, double check the uh, usual the the usual procedures of not ever. uh, I know. If you're the seller, you just have to be aware of they doing a chargeback on your account.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah
1: yeah other than that I should be fine
0: yeah but i mean then again like i have a lot of pens but like if i were going to sell it like i'm not what would i get like 30 bucks back like it's not it's not much yeah <laughs> depending on the pen so it's like yeah well, i, mean, I'll keep I them.
1: mean i mean the uh, good thing is i would say it's not it's not just about getting the money Mm-hmm. Is about having something that you're not using being put to good use.
0: See, that's why I, most of the sales I've ever done have been through like Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace as like a local trade or something.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I mean, once, I wouldn't say when that would happen. Um, actually, I just realized we really don't have kind of like a local pen club here.
0: Mm -hmm. We don't. We can probably set something up
1: yeah we'll, we'll see, we'll see i know
0: we'll see. i i i was able to um i was uh i was at work one day and mm-hmm. it was it was a meeting where like a bunch of people were just around um and i was using one of my nicer fountain pens um the hawaiian the hawaiian one. Oh, okay um and you know after the meeting he was like hey what is that like pen you have i was like oh my god it's the kanalea pen and it's like it's got like the nice nib and it writes really smooth and so i was he eventually got a pilot decimo
1: oh wow yeah okay
0: and he likes it he he just uses cartridges uh with it and yeah it's fun
1: yeah i mean for some people cartridges is all they want to deal with so
0: and in terms of like if you were going to get one like if you wanted to get one nice fountain pen a, a pilot decimo is not a bad one to get
1: yeah, it's pretty convenient. Uh, well, the, my only issue with it is it, it dents fairly easily <laughs> if, you, if you're if you rough with it. Well, I mean, being rough with it doesn't mean that you toss it around. Being rough with it actually just means I put in my messenger bag along with everything else.
0: Right. I mean, you not everyone's going to get little pen protectors like I usually carry with. But Yeah, um,
1: but I mean, other, besides a tiny dent, it's fine the pen yeah. functions fine right it's fine the finish is still good it just i think the decimal was made of aluminum so it's a little bit uh a little more susceptible to uh mm-hmm. ding and dings than the the typical vanishing point which is made of thicker brass material
0: yeah um but yeah like have it, starting up a little uh localized pen club would be kind of fun
1: yeah well um you have a little bit more social connections and (laughs) I
0: do so. I mean, COVID is also spiking back up a little bit, so we'll see what happens.
1: happens. (laughs) All right. actually it's not our last topic. This is, this one is our last topic. I skipped this one on accident. So this is regarding to the, uh, Birmingham Inc. that we mentioned last episode. Okay. Um, we we went over their ink ink lines and uh, we also went over. I remember it, I was recommending talking about their basically invincible ink, right? Yes, the monotonic. Um. So there's something I need to add. I feel that I I should add for people that's not familiar with the ink.
0: Oh no! Is this going to be another tempered expectation? <laughs> <sighs>
1: Oh, Jesus. Oops. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, okay, all this? right. Yes, it is. Let's hear it. Um, The ink swap they do on their website is not accurate. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Most people complain, actually. A lot of people complain about the ink swap being not accurate. Oh no! The good thing is we have alternative, uh, Fountain Pen uh, Mountain of Ink dot the, uh, the blog poster she does a great job sampling inks. Uh, the only issue is doesn't sh- her sampling of ink typically doesn't show sheen too well,
0: but it shows yeah, it the color really, really well. Yeah,
1: yeah. I got a feeling she kind of just she probably scanned it for the uh, ink swab.
0: It it does look scanned. You can see the kind of, like, the very even shadow on the card.
1: Yeah, I think the card is scanned, but her uh, Tomoe paper, like, if you click in, like, her Tomoe paper stuff, those are picture, right? Yes, those are. So, you need to click into each one of those symbols to actually see it, because her her cards, oh, yeah. I think those are scanned.
0: Yeah, and that's it actually looks like card stock, too, so that's not Tomoe.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not Tomoe. So if you and she shows the ink on different kinds of paper, right? I mean, I don't think I brought up this block before. Uh, I, most people knows this one. Uh, mm-hmm. I may season fans know this one, but the newbies, uh, some some of our listeners are actually fairly new to the hobby too. So um Mountain of is a she does a lot of ink samples. Like a lot. I I don't, you might say, a, you might say a you might say a mountain of ink samples. Yes, <laughs> she's true to her uh, her block them. <laughs> oh, there we go. The latest one is one thousand seven hundred
0: ninety one. Wait, what? Her samples. Oh, okay.
1: Reviews. Ink number one thousand seven hundred
0: ninety one. <sighs> oh wow, geez. All right, that that is a lot of ink samples. She's been
1: at it for a while. And she's yeah. She's been working out for a while. So, oh wow, the latest one actually looks pretty good. The Rubber Oster uh, Las Vegas.
0: So I'm taking a look at at what Birmingham Pens has, and then I'm looking at what um, Mountain of Ink sample looks like. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one that
1: I'm looking at
0: looks relatively the same. But maybe there's a different ink where it looks much more different.
1: I think, yeah, mostly I think the greenish ones. Greenish-brown ones, some of them doesn't look too great.
0: Because I'm, I'm looking at Pennsylvania State, and I think that actually looks pretty correct. I am not going to attempt to um, uh, judge whether the green is correct.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like the uh, Antique Sepia.
0: Antique Sepia. Let's see if I can find it. Antique Sepia is there. Let me see if I can find it here.
1: Uh, this is going to be hard for you to tell, though. Because the mountain of ink samples, they show a little, the, the ink sample from mountain of ink shows it's brown, but there's a very clear undertone of green to it.
0: I can see a little bit from the Birmingham pens side.
1: The Birmingham really doesn't really show the green that well.
0: Yeah, no, I'm. I'm just gonna say no. I don't see it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like I can say it's gonna, gonna say be no. a little bit hard for you to tell, but yeah, in, so. in
0: case people don't know, uh, just for context, I have a slight red-green color blindness. This is why it's. It would be hard for me to judge whether it looks right or not.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, but that's just something I feel I need to add. Is just that uh, look up other reviews before you purchase the ink. And yes. Uh,
0: or, or if you're planning on buying an ink from like Goulet or Birmingham Pants or any place that talks about the ink, look up a review for it on other sites where they actually do like a, a writing
1: test with it. Correct. And because um, the weird thing about ink, fountain pen ink, well, ink in general, is that they may they may look very different depends on the paper. Yeah. Right. So. I mean,
0: like like we said, it, like when you're writing, it, it's kind of like three different factors: your nib, the paper, and the ink. Right? They yeah. all matter in terms of how it looks.
1: How everything is presented. Your even your light works. Your even mm-hmm. light kind of will make everything look different. I mean, look. Um, I mean, for 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 more extreme examples, my, I have a recently acquired keyboard. It's called champagne color. All but, right. Depends on the background color. The keyboard's color looks different.
0: <laughs> D- I mean, what color is it? I don't think I've seen this key new keyboard of yours.
1: Yeah, it is a Um This is a lim- this is a what's what's this one called? Um uh, bu- bu- bu-
0: bu- can you hold it up to the camera?
1: <laughs> this is like four pound man. One second.
0: You can't lift up four pounds.
1: <laughs> fine, fine, fine. <laughs> one second, one second.
0: Let me see this. I'm going to watch Frank as he lifts it up.
1: Oh, shoot. I plug on the cable. Oh, no. I oh. don't plug it. I don't plug it.
0: Okay. When it's reflecting light, it looks just silver. Angle it a little bit. There we go. There's the champagne. I see it now. There it is. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. I would call that champagne.
1: Right? And depends on the light. Yeah. If I only have the uh if I have a different set of light with different color angle. This looks slight red too. Oh wow, I would not have noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> it looks very lightish pink as well. Yeah. So So I would say um before you do everything, before you buy ink. Go to a uh, credible review website and check the colors. Also, make sure your uh, make sure your own screen, computer <laughs> screen, is accurate too.
0: Yeah, cause I I'm actually using three monitors at the moment. I've got you on the left, and a monitor in the center, and then another screen on the right. And all three have different color tones to it. <laughs> I did not color correct them. Um, so if I'm if I'm trying to compare something on a website, I'll drag both onto the same screen and look.
1: Okay. Well, you know, I'm constrained buying a color correction device.
0: Oh, I I have no doubt you're going to buy a color correction
1: device. (laughs) I'll read it to you for like 20 bucks, even though the device is like
0: 240. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If I am ever doing photo editing, I only edit it from my iMac screen. Otherwise, all the other screens I don't really trust, and I'm not going to do anything with that. Yeah, no.
1: Yeah, the, I trust the color, my iMac
0: screen pretty well.
1: The color accuracy I trust the is the, uh, this older TV that I use as monitor. So mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll test it once I maybe besides it, pull a plunge on it. But otherwise, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's it for today's show. Uh, um, Topic is temporary expectations. Which is <laughs> kind of a gloomy episode. But you know, let's make this today's topic. Let's make this episode's name for it. <laughs> I mean,
0: it's very fitting, right? Like, lots of things where, even I mean, even b- the the Benu pen, right? Like, tempered expectations. They weren't able to sell their pens in Russia.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I would just say that's okay. a
0: glim- that's a glimmer of
1: hope. That's a glimmer of hope. <laughs> uh, more more regards to the shipping dates. In recent years, I was honestly for, for most people in our collection hobbies or in any hobby in general, um, you know, I certainly a supply shortage.
0: I just bought, uh, this has nothing to do with like a hobby purchase. I bought curtain rings, Mm -hmm. curtain rings. Okay. It took five months to get here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, this is the first time I work in construction business for some people that needs a little bit more background. Um, last week is the first time I ever heard that the PVC piping after installation cost more than metallic piping overhead installation. Oh, wow. What? <laughs> because the price of PVC is getting pretty ridiculous. Wow due to the oil issues. Yeah. Wow. And there's also Right of because course, oil
0: oil is used in the production of plastics, which fun which feeds into the production of P V C piping.
1: Correct. So you I it hasn't crept up on the uh, fountain pen hobby yet because I assume due to the fact that we are not a high level of resin consumption mm-hmm. people. I mean we do use plastic, just we don't use enough to have a shortage, maybe a price increase, but not enough to have a shortage. Right. Um, if you are other hobbies into electronics, expect further delays. Or anything that's related to ch- cards, chips. Well, um,
0: that's been that's been the case for the past two years. You no, know, expect more delays.
1: <laughs> yeah, expect more delays because we are building a factory. We're building some factory in USA as well. All I can say is that due to the supply shortage, the factory is not able to finish building. (laughs) And the actual usage that is needed is produced by the factory itself. Right. It's produced by the factory they're trying to build. (laughs) So... We're we're in a negative feedback loop regards yeah. to the supplies.
0: We're in a bit of a bind right now and who knows when we're gonna be getting out of this?
1: I don't know. I just hope I seriously hope this will get better because if not I can I can see that there's gonna be some pretty big consequences coming up in regards to the <laughs> Anything else is fine, but I think when when construction is going to run into issues where you're going to run constructions and uh, mainly shipping is going to run into issues, you're going to run into some pretty bad economic (laughs) difficulties.
0: I mean, if they haven't already happened already. Yeah, so. Um,
1: All right. That being
0: said, though, I have plenty of ink for me to lock up in a bunker for a long time.
1: (laughs) I have less than you. I, I, can, I, last, I can give I can, you some if I can we get, probably last a decade or two with it.
0: <laughs> You can probably last a decade or two I can last up quite a long time I'll run <laughs> out of food before I run out of Fountain Penic oh,
1: I don't you can drink it uh, Oh don't There's don't. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of fentanyl in there <laughs> <laughs> Yeah mostly Seller Seller uses fentanyl Don't drink it
0: I'm not going to even I'm not going to go down that path No yeah. I'm not even yeah. going to go down that path
1: <laughs> Oh man all right. All <laughs> I right, guess, Frank. That uh, wraps up today's show. Um, if you have any feedback, please leave a message. And, uh, <laughs> well, I guess uh, we'll call it for the night. I'll see you next time, Collins.
0: I will see you next time, Frank, with tempered expectations.
1: All right. Talk to you soon.
0: Bye.